Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello, Craigery. Hello, and welcome back to the paddock. Today, we've got a really fun episode for you. We are tapping into our spiritual sides to cover all things astrology and crystal for Formula One. On today's episode, you have myself, Amy, Rachel, and then behind the scenes is the lovely Hannah. And before we get into the episode, I do want to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. We do not have access to these drivers' full birth charts. So we are just going off of their sun sign, so it doesn't give you the full picture of everything that is their zodiac chart. So please take what we are saying with a grain of salt. I am going to hand it off to Rachel, who is going to go through the current team's driver pairings and their respective signs. I just want to start off with the fact that six out of the ten teams have opposite element pairings. So their sun signs are opposite elements, and somehow most of them seem to work. But starting out with Red Bull, we've got a double air sign pairing. We've got Max, who's a Libra, and Checo, who's an Aquarius. Definitely an interesting pairing. I would say that normally it wouldn't really work, but with Libra and Aquarius, it just does. Like, they balance each other out, and I, I think they work well, too. I mean, I don't have a ton, ton to say. I do think that they tend to have their conflicts, but... In my opinion, a lot of that doesn't necessarily seem to have much to do with Max and Checo individually, but more kind of with the powers that be at Red Bull. Libras tend to be people pleasers, and they just kind of want to make sure everyone's having a good time. I think we see that with Max. He's just like such a chill guy, and he's just like making sure everyone's having a great time. Aquarians are pretty adaptive, and they like to kind of be spontaneous. But the two signs just kind of flow really well together. And I have a hard time believing their conflicts are strictly between the two of them. However, and we've seen this a few times when the conflicts are personal or they're more individual in between the two of them, they seem to be a little more intense. Libras can hold grudges and be a little passive aggressive. And the Aquarians are kind of just more likely to focus on themselves and will be fairly indifferent about how others feel about them. I mean, kind of saw, I think it was Mexico last year. A little bit of an issue. Max is a little passive-aggressive, maybe more than a little. I feel like when these two fight, they fight big. It's been relatively obvious when there have been high tensions on track But I almost feel like Christian Horner is kind of the reason that they do work so well together because he's really upfront about expectations and where they stand. And I think for both of their signs, that's really beneficial for them. But they're definitely the epitome of if there's going to be a blowout, it is going to be like a nuclear level blowout. 100%. And then we go over to Mercedes, which is like almost the opposite for the most part, they work. Lewis is a Capricorn. George is an Aquarius. It works. But the pairing can be kind of boring. And they both value loyalty and consistency. And I think we definitely see that in their loyalty to Mercedes, their consistencies on the track. Like, they're good. But the similarities kind of stop there, which isn't a bad thing. It just means that our Brit Sadies boys have... Very much a strictly working relationship. There's mutual respect. We definitely saw that last weekend in Qatar. But the likelihood of them being besties is pretty low. I think it would take a lot for them to become rivals, though. But at the end of the day, it's definitely a strictly professional kind of pairing. I do have to agree with you, Rachel. They're 100% the definition of work friends. I feel like we never really see the two of them together outside of Mercedes related things and I just kind of feel like they vie well together in a work setting but not so much in real life and I feel like that's kind of true for a lot of like Caps and Aquarius feel like they get on together in a more structured setting but if you give them free reign it's a little chaos yeah and there is also I mean the the age difference between them as well I think plays a part but moving on to some of the favorite boys of the Paddock Girls, our Ferrari boys, Charles, 
a Libra, and Carlos, a Virgo. And despite being elemental opposites, they work. There's a great balance between the two because they kind of have a common goal, just kind of different approaches to achieving that goal. There's mutual respect for each other, and so it works. But the only thing, and I feel like we've kind of subtly seen this over the like last couple of seasons, but both tend to kind of avoid confrontation a little bit, which is a little ironic because they're both pretty communicative signs. So when there's a problem, they're just not super likely to work it out easily. I think it's a little more passive aggressive. But we've also kind of seen the differences in them when it comes to their strategies on track. Uh, we always joke that Carlos is his own strategist. I mean, his Virgo son just pops off and he he fights back. But Virgos are also perfectionists. I have a Virgo moon. I can confirm. And they can be critical. So it's not always surprising to hear him on his radio questioning the strategy choices, which it's Ferrari who doesn't question their strategy choices. Every week. Every race. Whereas with Charles, Libras are people pleasers, and even if he doesn't necessarily think it's the right call, he'll usually just kind of go with it. We need him to take a little page out of Carlos's book. We need a Charles reputation era. Please, for the love of God. And then you look at Aston Martin, which is really interesting. Fernando's a Leo, which honestly makes a lot of sense. And Lance is a Scorpio. They almost, they're, they're total opposites. Leos are more out there. They don't necessarily mind being the center of attention. I have a Leo rising. Again, can't confirm. Whereas Scorpios are kind of more inclined to want privacy and just kind of chill in the background i think we've seen that with lance like he's very much just like i'm just here to have a good time he's riding the wave he's just vibing both are fixed signs so there's no way you're going to get either of them to cave in on a situation if they're in an argument there that is a stalemate you're never going to get them to agree and what i find so interesting in this though is that we've kind of seen the opposite from these two like, it seems like they've been able to work out their differences and at least be amicable with each other. I mean, we saw Fernando taking those pictures of Lance and they seem to be having a great time. I don't expect them to be the best of friends, but I'm a little surprised at how well they seem to get along. And of course, this is entirely based on what we see in the media. So really, who knows what goes on behind the scenes? I do have to say, I loved that little moment of Fernando taking pictures of Lance because it kind of gave me like, fun uncle and like the chill quiet like nephew vibe and I just I I love it I really honestly love the two of them together I'm a Scorpio moon so I oddly really relate to Lance where he's just kind of sometimes like flying under the radar and he's just like along for the journey and I kind of I'm very much so like that I'm I'm here for the vibes and I just, I love the way they work with each other. I definitely think that maybe Mike Crack had them do some counseling so that they actually could work well together because historically Fernando has been a typical Leo and never gotten along with his teammates. So the fact that he gets along with Lance, at least seemingly gets along with Lance so well, I feel like they had to have done some serious work to make that work. Yeah, I agree. That is an in it's such an interesting pairing. And I mean, we saw with Fernando and Esteban, I think everybody remembers Esteban's race engineer telling him not to fight with Fernando. But then I think it was Miami, we saw Fernando be like, oh, tell Lance that, that was a good move. Like, very much not what we usually see with Fernando and his teammates. This next one is an interesting one for me. We've got our McLaren boys, also favorites of the pod. Lando, our sassy Scorpio, and Oscar, who is an Aries. Again, this is a pairing I find interesting, mostly because I, as an Aries son, personally have beef with Scorpios. And by that, I mean I have never met a Scorpio I've actually gotten along with, the only exception being a very select few Scorpio women. But I've never met a Scorpio band that I've gotten along with. But I love that this episode is also happening now because we've really seen Lando Scorpio's son come out in the last couple of races. He's been so sassy. 
he does he's not holding back and i really think that if anything is going to destroy this pairing though it's the fact that both are highly competitive and extremely sub stubborn which obviously is something you want in f1 but when looking at a team that potential infighting could be detrimental so as i said i am a scorpio moon but i also have my I have Jupiter and Pluto and Scorpio. So I very much so relate with how Lando can be super freaking sassy. I personally feel like if any of the current grid pairings are going to give us a Brosades level scorched earth kind of moment, it's these two. It, there's nobody else. I, I personally love Scorpio men, but I have a lot of Scorpios in my life. So they may also just be tamed down by the rest of their chart. For me, Lando was one of the very few drivers that I would pay good money to get my hands on his full birth chart just to see because I feel like it would really explain some things. There aren't a lot of drivers on the grid that I'm like, oh, no, I really want to see your full birth chart. He is definitely like top 10 for me, top five, really. I just I it feel like it would make things make so much more sense. A hundred percent. I would definitely, I'm definitely interested to see how the rest of this season and the rest of the next three years plus is going to go with these guys because they're, they're getting a little heated. Speaking of heated, our Alpine boys, Esteban, Avergo, and Pierre, our Aquarian king. We all know the history between Pierre and Esty Vesti. And if you don't, the long story short of it is that they were really good friends when they were kids and growing up in karting. And then something happened. There's contention on what. And they had a falling out. It happens. So there was already a bit of tension when they got paired up at Alpine. I mean, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And their two signs are basically opposites. And even though they are opposites, if they play to their strengths and each other's weaknesses, they can balance each other out and have a good relationship. But since they kind of already had some bad blood, Virgo being stubborn and Aquarius being a pretty independent sign and having a tendency to not really care what others think doesn't necessarily fare well in terms of making nice. I still maintain that Alpine put them in some kind of couples therapy, but that's just me, similar to potentially what Fernando and Lance had. Now, one of my favorite pairings on the grid, Williams. Alex, who's an Aries, who doesn't seem like an Aries in my opinion, but he is, and Logan, a Capricorn. I, as I said, I love this pairing and i may be a bit biased because i've never really met a capricorn that i don't like or haven't gotten along with and i feel like even though capricorn and aries are kind of basically total opposites it works really well aries are stubborn again i would know i am one and they will keep going until they achieve whatever goal they're aiming for or until they're forced to stop i mean we saw with alex like when he lost his spot on the grid, he was determined to get it back. I think he talked about like all of the spreadsheets and the data he made that he took to Williams and was like, look, I'm, I can do this. And Capricorns, on the other hand, can be a bit more on the pessimistic side, and they kind of tend to be really hard on themselves. So having this combo, especially considering Logan is a rookie, is really great. Like, I think we've kind of seen this already where Logan is really hard on himself. I think that's been pretty evident. And Alex kind of seems to look more on the bright side of things. And we saw this after one of the GPs earlier in the season. I don't remember exactly which one. But, like, Logan had had a pretty rough weekend. And Alex, in a post-race interview with F1 TV, was like, you know, yeah, he had a rough weekend, but I think he did well on these things and he can definitely make some improvements in these areas. Like very much constructive criticism being like, no, he can do this. That's, that's why we're here. Like he's here, he's he can do this. And, you know, I've done this for my Capricorn friend. Like you just don't let them give up. You kind of give some of your stubbornness to them and you make them make it work and i mean maybe that's just me but i do think alex has been kind of helping logan out and i think they do work well together i really have to agree with you rach i think this is one of the 
I guess I could say healthiest driver pairings that we've got on the grid right now, because at least from what we see looking in, they really do support each other really well. And I think it's shown a lot of growth and maturity from Alex as well of just he's got the opportunity to take somebody under his wing where like in the past he was more equal with his teammate and now he's kind of the top dog, I guess is the best way to say it. And I really like this new side to him, but I do also have to agree. I feel like Alex is the least fire sign, fire sign as a fire sign myself. Like he just, there's nothing about that kid that screams fire sign to me. Yeah, 100%. I, he is one that I think I would love to see his full chart because he just does not seem like a fire sign. Like, when I found out he was in Aries, I was like, oh, interesting. But next we have another fire sign with an air sign pairing. Nico, our Leo boy on Haas, and Kevin, our Libra at Haas. And I kind of love this because Kevin and Nico went from, like, semi enemies frenemies to teammates and it's an it's great it's another one of those where like with pierre and esteban everyone was like um are we sure that's a good idea based on just history and it was an interesting pairing when it was announced for sure but honestly their signs work pretty well together i mean as long as they can put aside their differences they're fine. And I definitely think any conflicts that arise could be interesting because Libras tend to get passive aggressive when they're mad and Leos are stubborn. And honestly, there really isn't a ton more to say on this pairing. I think it works well and they seem to be pretty civil on and off track. I think they kind of do their own thing and they're cool as long as the other doesn't get in the way. My second favorite pairing, though, at Alfa Romeo, Valtteri, Virgo, and Joe, a Gemini. Is one of my favorite pairings. They're so chill and they might not be the best of friends. They do work really well as teammates. They just, they're both mutable signs. They adapt really well and they are, both tend to rely more on common sense and they kind of make their decisions based on what's logical. And also, a rivalry isn't super likely with this pairing since both are pretty great at communicating and again they're both just really chill i mean you might need a mediator in that communication but just to be on the safe side but you can almost always find common ground with them and work it out i have to say these two have my vote for like the chillest pairing on the grid i feel like there's not a lot of infighting that we see at least and while they may not be like the best of friends like Valtteri and Lewis were when they were when they were together they do really get along well together and I think there's a lot of mutual respect with the pair for me they're hands down like the chillest pairing on the grid 100% I think Valtteri probably gets my vote for the most chill on the grid in general my guy is just vibing and I love it our last pairing not really a pairing. There's been a couple of them. Alpha Tauri, Yuki, he's a Taurus. And then currently we've got Daniel, who's a Cancer. Nick is an Aquarius. And then Liam is also an Aquarius. We're doing all of them. There's a lot to cover with Alpha Tauri, but starting with the fact that they love their Aquarians. Pierre, Nick, Liam, there's been quite a few of them. We're going to start with Yugi and Danny, though, since they are the confirmed pair for next season. Uh, Taurus and Cancer. This pairing is amazing. I am here for it. I'm very interested to see how next year goes when we get them for a full season. They have a lot in common. Both are really loyal and protective of those they care about and both value kind of the group as a whole over like the individual. And they don't necessarily mind making sacrifices in order to come to a compromise and their differences aren't going to cause major issues they're more likely to learn from each other's differences rather than have them cause problems they're also both very chaotic in general and i i'm very excited to see how that goes now taurus and aquarius 
What I find so interesting is that like usually these two signs don't work super well. But if Yuki air is any indication, that is not always the case. And Nick and Yuki seem to have vibed pretty well, honestly. I think they were just like maybe slightly too different. I would love to see the rest of their charts to see how they differ. But Yuki and Liam also seem to vibe really well, which could just be because they're both pretty chaotic on their own in general. Um, who knows? But I do think that despite their differences, the Taurus and the Aquarius actually work really well and just kind of vibe. I personally really wonder if Alpha Tauri considers Zodiac signs when they're thinking about their driver pairings because they pretty consistently have driver pairings that just really work and genuinely get along. Like for me, it's a 10 out of 10. There are no notes on however they go about their selection process. I just really wonder if any team actually looks at that. I I highly doubt it, but my witchy heart is like, I really hope someone does. Like, I would love that there'd be like some witchy woman in HR who's like, yeah, no, this would work really well. Like, I can just see it and I love the idea of it. Now, we're going to move on to my personal favorite section of this episode because I am very much so the crystal girl. I am the crystal tarot cards, divination kind of witchy person. That's just where I vibe. So we're going to go through what crystals or crystal, if it's just a singular one, each driver needs. And while Ferrari could be in in an episode in itself, we're going to keep it to about two. Um, And this is going to go in World Driver Championship order. So we're going to start with Max Verstappen, our lovely world champ. I know people have opinions on that, but I love this for him. And I feel like that man needs some black tourmaline and some moot kite jasper. He needs protection and just clear out those negative vibes, get his communication going a little bit better, maybe even break some generational patterns with the help of moot kite. I don't know. I just, they feel right in my soul. So that's what I'm going with. As far as the breaking generational curses and patterns, I 100% agree. No notes. Now, moving on to his teammate, Sergio Perez, I feel like this man needs some amethyst and some epidote. He needs a little bit of calming energy, maybe some help getting in touch with his intuition, a little bit of recovering, some growth. I just, he feels like he's been a little stagnant. I feel like a lot of our episodes, we've said that he hasn't seemed like himself this season. And I just kind of feel like I want him to get more in tune with his intuition and just kind of bounce back a little bit better. We're going to move on to Sir Lewis Hamilton. I personally feel like this man needs some shungite and a little lapis lazuli. He needs a little bit. I mean, not that he really needs more wisdom. He's been in this for a while. But I feel like a little extra wisdom, some grounding, and just... A little extra dose of truth and clarity just feels right for him. And especially with kind of how many people he's around, he seems to be somebody who really values his personal time and his private time. A little bit of Shungite would also just help really ground him and really kind of shake off that ick of being around tons of people all day. Now... Fernando Alonso is another legend on this grid, and I feel like he is the only person on this grid who can handle this stone, and that is Moldavite. It's going to bring him so much transformation, good luck, change, good fortune. It may even be what brings him a first place podium finish. I don't really know, but Moldavite is not for the faint of heart. If anybody is, wants to go look it up, I highly recommend it. It's a really cool stone. I personally have quite a few pieces of it, but it is not for the faint of heart. It will shake up everything in your life. Proceed with caution. He genuinely is the only person I feel like could handle it and wouldn't feel like his life is imploding because everybody else I think would be running for the hills. Now for everyone's favorite hot chili, Carlos Sainz, I'm going to have to go with Amazonite and Garnet just to kind of allow his dreams to come true, give him a little extra luck, some grounding. I feel like he just needs 
a a lift and a boost to get his confidence back. I feel like he's so used to Ferrari having him be second driver to Charles. And while we've seen him on the podium more than Charles, I still feel like he lacks some self-confidence. Now, if we're going to go on to his teammate, Charles Leclerc, this one is one that could probably be a whole segment of an episode, if I'm being really, really honest. Because sometimes it feels like there is not enough selenite and black tourmaline in the world for this man. I also really want to give him some green adventuring, just because it is the stone of opportunity, and just give him a little bit more push. I just, he needs some luck. He's not had his a fantastic season. It's not been horrible, but I feel like we haven't seen him be peak Charles. And I just want to see that growth for him. But there really is not enough selenite and black tourmaline to help that man. And I feel really bad because I, I don't know what else to do to help. <laughs> Maybe just give him some Moldavite. Maybe that'll shake things up a bit. Then I'd say throw in some sunstone just for a little bit of happiness. Just give him a little little perk. But I do think multiply, shake things up a little bit. Come on. I also will say Pluto is now leaving retrograde, so maybe we'll get a little bit of turn of events for him. However, there's also a solar eclipse in Libra on Saturday, so who knows what's going to happen. I do love the idea of sunstone for him, just to give him a little bit of sunshine and just energetic boost but i think moldavite would send him crying for the hills like honestly i think if somebody gave him moldavite without explaining to him how what you're getting yourself into i think he would be like what is going on it would be just ferrari crap strategy but for every essence of his life nothing would go right and I just don't think he's in the best place to handle that right now. Maybe in the future, maybe Ferrari can get their shit together. But I just feel like he would cry. I don't know. I, that would be a disaster, personally. Can, can we fill the entire Ferrari factory with black tourmaline and, and selenite? Just put it on the pit wall, put it in the factory, put a little bit in the car. Just... Just kind of everywhere. Put it in the paint. You don't even need to put an actual piece of it in the car because that would probably be unsafe and also probably really uh, would probably somehow screw with the aerodynamics somehow or just add unnecessary weight. But like selenite can get turned into a powder. I mean, it's obviously if you're doing that, you should be having a mask on because you should not breathe that in. That is not good for you. Do not try that at home. But like putting it in the paint collar could potentially maybe work I, I don't know would they ever do it also no but a girl can dream now i'm going to move on to i think somebody who's a favorite of pretty much all of us at this point and that is lando norris and the way that i want to give him some manifestation courts and some green adventuring to just finally get him that p1 finish I mean, we've all been trying to manifest that win for him for a while now. And maybe he just needs to manifest it himself instead of all of the paddock girls pulling for him. But I just, those feel like the right choices for him. Some of this is completely vibes, y'all. I just want to make that caveat now. Some of this is really just like my intuition going, they need this. Some of this is just not logic based. <laughs> Maybe we should just abandon our Ferrari prayer circles and start a Lando prayer circle. It might work a little bit better. I mean, try to help one driver versus a whole team? We'd probably be more effective for one individual driver. So I'm, I'm all for a Lando Norris prayer circle. Count me in, y'all. We'll do it next week at Coda. I'll bring the candles. Got it. So you're telling me I should pack some crystals in my luggage. Will do. If anybody sees us at Coda and is surprised when I pull crystals out of my tote bag, don't even question me. Just roll with it. Let's do it. Sure. Why not? I'm not going to I'm going to say what's the best that could happen. I mean, you never know. 
you'll just have to wait and see how Coda goes next week. We'll probably give you some fun behind the scenes content if we do do our Lynn Norris prayer circle. So keep an eye on our social media because that would be some fun content from us. But I'm going to move down the list. And this is a one stone wonder. And that is George Russell himself. Agate. That's all I'm starting with. Agate. The sheer chaos that is George William Russell on track. He just needs a little bit of stability from some agate. And maybe if he really wanted to push the envelope, like a hematite bracelet, a hematite ring, just something to ground him a little bit would be fantastic. Would we ever see George Russell with crystals? Highly unlikely, but I mean, we did see him finally ditch the hair gel, so who knows? Thank God he ditched the hair gel. Thank you, Carmen, because we all know that was probably her, if we're being realistic here. Also, I mean, George is chaos on and off track. He he really is. I think he, he's definitely surprised me a little bit with some of his antics this season, um, like the, the the shirt that was just entirely Toto's face. That was that was incredible. He is both a menace and a legend. We love him and we hate him at the same time. I'm also going to move on to somebody that I think we all adore. At least I've recently become Team Oscar Piastri. I mean, obviously, I like my Aussies. I love Danny Rick. But now I have two that I really want to support. And I do have to say, he really doesn't need any extra luck because he has been doing fantastic recently. But I really want to give him some black tourmaline and some jade for some protection for our favorite rookie and just a little extra dose of luck to maybe get him a P1, maybe some more P2s. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I want to see more of Oscar on the podium. I just, I like seeing it. It's fun. I feel like he's very deserving of it. For me, he is my favorite rookie, hands down. Agree. We'll we'll do our Lando prayer circle, and then once Lando gets his P1, we'll do one for Oscar. Problem solved. And then we just work our way down the rest of the grid for, like, who else we want to see. Fernando Alonso, Charles, Alex Albon. Who knows? The options are endless. I mean, we got more races to go, y'all. Now, this one is someone that I... I do like, but recently I'm not so sure how I feel about him, and that's Lance Stroll. I feel like I want to give him some selenite just to cleanse everything and just kind of cut away the bullshit. Pardon my French. But I also really want to give him some turquoise to just kind of get some additional clarity and drown out the noise. I feel like he's got so many people in his ear that sometimes he just gets overwhelmed and I just kind of want to calm him down a smidge. Now, our favorite Aquarian King, Pierre Gasly. For me, it's got to be Malachite for some transformation and another person who I think is worthy of some manifestation courts just to help him reach his goals and his dreams. Just give him a little extra oomph. I also feel like for me, he is somebody that I could see carrying around a crystal or wearing a crystal bracelet. It just kind of fits for him. I will say I have Malachite bracelet, just like a little tiny piece. And it's been an interest. I've had it for like a month, I think. It's been an interesting ride. I've had a couple of existential crises, but it's been fun. It's fun. Malachite is something that I feel like not everybody is always ready for. I love it in jewelry. I also just think it's beautiful in jewelry. But for anybody who does want to purchase some, I personally prefer it polished. Um, You can buy it like in the fibrous form, which is super cool to look at. But if you've got kids or cats, be very careful. It is not safe for either. It is also not safe to put in water. There is my malachite warning. Yeah, we're going to move on to... I think my favorite, I know Rachel loves him, and that is Alex Albon. He's just such a ray of sunshine, and I feel like he's pretty obvious in what I think he needs, and that is just black tourmaline. He really doesn't need any extra luck. He maybe could use some clear quartz just to, again, kind of take out some of the energy, give him a little bit more grounding, but he really just, I feel like, needs the protection. Like, I just... 
he's someone that I almost like want to wrap in a bubble because I'm just like, no, protect at all costs. He's just such a sweetheart. And I love seeing him on the grid. So I personally just really want to give him like a black tourmaline bracelet and send him on his merry way. Now, next is Nico Hulkenberg. And for me, I really just want to give him some onyx. Just let it all go. I really just want to see him enjoy racing again. And I feel like he's just been flying a little too under the radar recently. And I just, I want to see him let it go and have some fun. But that's just my personal thing. And everybody's favorite mullet king. I mean, there are so many options for him, but Valtteri Bottas, for me, really just needs some seraphonite. Remove some blockages, maybe something that's holding him back. I also really think some smoky quartz would do him good just for grounding protection. He's got such a good vibe that he really doesn't need to elevate anything, but I think everybody can do with some smoky quartz or some black tourmaline just for grounding and protection. It's really just like everybody can use some, everybody can use some clear quartz and everybody can use some amethyst, but that's just like my personal stance on things. Now, our fashion prince of the grid, and that is Zhou Guan Yu. For me, really, I feel like he needs some clear quartz because as I just said, everybody can use a little. And for me, I feel like this is a more rare stone that I feel like just fits him. And that's our Fedzenite, and that's for growth and new beginnings. And I just, I feel like there's a big shift coming for him. And maybe it's because he's just getting older and he's maturing. But I feel like next year is going to be a new chapter for him. And it just feels like the right thing to start him on that journey. Now let's move on to Yuki Sonoda. For me, again, as I've said, this seems to be kind of a, a running thing for pretty much everybody, and that is black tourmaline. Everybody can use a little prote- protection, and Yuki in particular, because he's just, it's Yuki. That's really all there is to it. I also feel like some bloodstone would be really good for him, just to give him some balance and some motivation, and just kind of round him out a little bit more. But I don't think he really needs anything that's going to completely shake his life up. Because I just don't think he's at that point in his life where he could handle that. Now, Kevin Magnuson for me is one that I purely went on vibes. Because K-Mag is just so level and I really don't feel like he needs much. But I do feel like Chris Acola could work wonders to kick off 2024 as a new beginning for him. And maybe see this new era of K-Mag. I mean... He is now a dad of two, so maybe it's also just that there's that shift coming because he's a parent of two, but I just feel like something to kick off his new beginning feels right. Now, let's move on to Liam Lawson. For me, I feel like he needs a little bit of help with manifestation, luck, some strength. And for me, I feel like the best options for him are Tiger's Eye and Clear Quartz. They are relatively basic stones, but they're something that he could get in a bracelet and just wear all the time. And he doesn't even have to think about it. But I just feel like he's in a good spot. He he knows what he wants. And I think the path that's coming for him is kind of already shown itself to him. So I think he just kind of needs a little bit of security almost in that he's making the the right choices and the right moves. Now, our favorite American, who we all cannot wait to see when we're in CODA, and that is Logan Sargent. For me, I feel like he needs some citrine and some pyrite. He needs a little luck, a little clarity, some extra abundance. Maybe it'll get him more on the points when we're in Texas. I don't know. I, for one, am probably going to do a little Logan Sergeant prayer circle on my own and just see if I can bring him a little extra luck when we're going to be in Texas. Maybe just throw in some black tourmaline, just, just in case, just a little bit. I feel like I'm a broken record. You really can't go wrong. Everybody needs some, and I'm going to keep repeating myself a hundred times because it's just the truth. Daniel Ricardo is one who I feel like needs some black tourmaline. Not that he really needs 
that much protection. I feel like he naturally kind of just has that energy where things just bounce off him sometimes. But I feel like the strength and protection that it gives him will just make him more secure in himself. But I also really want to give him some sunstone just for a little extra help in decision making not and luck and a little bit of joy. Not that he really needs any more joy. I mean, that man is basically the human embodiment of joy and sunshine. So does he really need it in a crystal? No, not necessarily, but it can't hurt. And I'm going to round this out with somebody who is now no longer part of the grid, but still, in my opinion, it deserves a little extra crystal help, and that is Nick DeVries. And I feel like he needs some Labradorite and some Rutilated Quartz for his new adventure in Formula E. If you don't know, he's returning to Formula E for their upcoming season, and I really can't wait to see how that journey goes for him. But I feel like those are the right things to just start that new adventure off right. And now this is where Rachel and I really had some fun and we've decided to rearrange the grid based on their zodiac signs with just kind of like the most chaotic pairings we could come up with. And we've decided to, instead of going off of existing teams, we're just going to kind of go pairings and just see what works or what doesn't. Some of it's going to be chaotic in a good way and some of it's going to be chaotic in a bad way. There is also some logic to this, and some of it is also kind of just vibes, which is the basis of this whole episode in some ways. And I also do want to give a reminder, I am the crystal girl. I'm not really the astrology girl. That's definitely much more of Rachel's domain than it is mine. But I had some fun with this. So I'm going to start it off with something that might surprise some of you if you've listened to us because I am forever and always the Maxwell girl. I love Danny and Max together, but I really think the combination of Max and Liam would be something really special, especially because they're two air signs. But there's also the possibility of the combination of Max and Oscar. And in my opinion, that's either going to be absolutely iconic or absolutely explosive. There really isn't a middle ground in my head for those two. If they were at Red Bull, I feel like Christian potentially would be able to deal with them just fine. But I also feel like Max and Oscar would make Christian more of a hothead. And I just, I feel like that pairing is probably more explosive than it is iconic. In like a good way. I would love to see Max and Liam together. That is that is one chaotic duo that I honestly don't know if even Christian Horner could handle. Max and Ox Max and Oscar is definitely an interesting one. I feel like Oscar seems really chill, especially for a fire sign. He has his wit, but he's otherwise pretty chill. But there's, there's the airy stubbornness and impulsiveness that's just lying under the surface waiting to come out. And maybe, maybe Max is the one to bring it out. It's definitely an interesting idea. Now, my next pairing is one that I know will more than likely be a hot mess. And I honestly would even just love to see this happen for a singular race, not even like a whole season. Just give me one race with these two as a quote, team, and that is Fernando Alonso and Kevin Magnuson. Because they're either going to be the unexpected dream team or they're going to take each other out in, like, turn one. There's really no other options with these two. It's it's really just, it's going to be chaos either way. Oh, my God. Please, that would be insane i i want to say that because they're both veterans they become a dream team but honestly who knows uh that that would be interesting now this next pairing i i feel like it's also asking for almost like an ego clash or a personality clash and that's yuki and nico like for me it's a 10 out of 10 that they're taking each other out within the first five laps of a race not to mention the fact that they really would need a team principal to keep them in line. 
And if they were at Alpha Towery currently, there is no way that Franz Toast is going to do well with that. He is not built for that. He is ready to retire. He would literally probably throw his hands up and be like, nope, I'm done. Somebody else can deal with these two because I'm not doing it. Yeah, agreed. I I don't think even Gunther could deal with that. I feel like he'd be calling Gene every five minutes. Like, just on the dot. I honestly, I don't even think there's a team principal on the grid that could handle that without some minor property damage happening. Now, this is a pairing that, like, I actually really kind of like the idea of this. And that is Lando and Joe. Joe would, like, 100% be along for the journey. And Lando just, he just wouldn't be. I mean, this is the same guy who has a Sassy Scorpio bracelet. And there's really no lie about that statement. If they were at McLaren, I feel like Zach and Andrea would just have to wrangle them constantly. I mean, it would be fine, but it would also just be chaos because Joe is super chill and would really just be along for the ride. And Lando would probably have a little bit of a freak out over the change again. And also just having somebody who is so chill because he's had Danny, he's had Carlos and Danny, who are relatively big personalities. And I think Oscar is as well. You just don't necessarily see it in like media day stuff. But I think the two of them bounce off each other a lot. And I don't think he'd have that with Joe. I feel like it would end up being like hurting cats. But like hurting cats that don't get along. Which I have done. It's not easy and it's not fun. Now, this is another one that I don't know if I'd really want to see it for a whole season. But I'd love to see it for a few races at minimum. And that is Checo and Danny. I really feel like they would just bicker a lot because I feel like Checo can't handle how loud Danny is. If you watch the videos that Red Bull has put out where it's Checo, Max, and Danny, you can see Checo just kind of sitting there like, oh my God, he's so loud. And it's just kind of, it's a known fact with Danny, with Daniel Ricardo that it, it is what it is. He's a loud human being. But I feel like they would really need somebody to be a middleman because I think their biggest issue would just be the sheer amount of massive misunderstandings that would cause drama. This is another super chaotic pairing for me, at least, and that is Lance and George. I can just picture the two of them fighting now. Lance just kind of feels like that Scorpio who is super firm and decisive, whereas George can kind of change his mind at times. And I just feel like that would be a reoccurring battle for them. I I do have to say hats off to whatever team principal would be able to deal with them. But I just feel like they're going to fight like cats and dogs. Okay, but hear me out. Lance and Lando. Double Scorpio could be great. Could be a total disaster. I I would love to see how that would play out. I don't think there's a team principal in the world that could handle it. But it would definitely be interesting. I I would love to see that. I do have to agree. That's either going to be a total dream team or a complete and utter disaster. There's really no middle ground. I also could see Lance pulling out the my father's going to hear about this a la Draco Malfoy because that just seems like something he would say. For me, this next pairing, I feel like they're just going to butt heads, and that is Pierre and Valtteri. I feel like Pierre is a little bit too go with the flow for Valtteri to deal with, and I can just kind of see the internal fights happening now, and I don't also see either of them holding back in said fights. I think if they're going to fight, they're going to go big, and I just I don't see it ending well for anybody. Now, this next pairing, it's not something super crazy, but my soul just tells me that they really won't vibe as teammates, and that is Esteban and Logan. I just, Esty Bestie is Zesty Bestie for a reason, but I don't think he's going to be Logan's bestie. 
I just, they're just not going to vibe. I just, I just don't see it. I think that that vibe is the fact that it would be America and France. And Lord knows the French are not huge fans of Americans. Would definitely be an interesting pairing. Now, this next pairing, for me at least, feels relatively tame. But I could see there being a few minor conflicts on track that could potentially go from like a bonfire level bad to a forest fire bad really quick. And that is Charles and Alex. I just, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's either going to be fine or it's going to just spread like wildfire. There's really, there's not a lot of middle grounds with some of these pairings. Yeah, I think especially because Alex is in Aries and we don't see this with him, but that impulsivity and that stubbornness, it's there versus Charles Libra, passive aggressiveness when they get angry. Oh, Lord, I can tell you I've gotten into fights with my Libra friends before. It's not, it doesn't go well. Now, this for me is, I think, my most logical pairing that I came up with in a way, and that is Lewis and Carlos. Their communication with each other would just be fantastic. But I also feel like they're both so hard on themselves that the pair of them together would just be a roller coaster if things weren't going well for the team as a whole. Because both signs are relatively unforgiving and that can make it tough for either one of them to go about putting a foot wrong because they're just so nervous about making a mistake i just i feel like they would work well together but again if they were last year's mercedes team where that car was just not behaving they would be so rough as a pair we saw how tough it was for lewis i can just imagine how carlos would be in that pairing and to round us off our fun fact of the day this is an astrology fact, the only two drivers to ever win seven world titles, Michael Schumacher and Lewis Hamilton, are both January Capricorns with a moon sign in Cancer. I think that's really interesting. I think, I mean, I don't think there's a coincidence there. Oh, astrology and F1. What a great combination. Like, it's amazing to hear about this. Let us know on our socials what your favorite part about this episode was. Everywhere we are Paddock Girls Podcast, except on Twitter, there you can find us at Paddock Girls Pod. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast wherever you listen from, like Apple, Spotify, and or maybe TikTok. Thank you for joining us in the paddock today. See you next time. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig.